Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Wow, my computer just did a little flip out there. Hopefully, you're all still with me. Um, grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above for today and on through the week ahead. And how did everybody do with the solar eclipse? Anybody notice any new directions opening up, new possibilities, something unexpected perhaps, or something that you expected to happen that didn't happen, or maybe something uh, that you expected to happen actually did. I'd love to hear about it. So uh, good morning to Julie and Corey and Tom says, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Let's not, let's not, let's not, let's not. Um, it's not snowing here right now. I have a fairly long drive to make this morning and I don't want to do it in the snow. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that the snow can stay in other places, just not where I need to go. So there's that. Good morning, Michelle Gay. Good morning, Amanda J. It's good to see you both. Hi, Pauline. And uh, let's see who else was up here. Uh, oh, Corey, I did say hello to you. And uh, it's great to be with you all. So we actually have a sort of quiet week on tap. And as soon as I say quiet, of course, something will explode. <laughs> we had a volcano explode over the weekend. And uh, not here, certainly down in Java. Uh, so there are places where it is moving and it is shaking. Uh, but as we look ahead uh, for this particular week, we have aspects between planets we don't have any major movement going on between different planets or planets changing signs and things like that. So it gives me an opportunity then today to take us into a little bit of a different direction. We are definitely going to talk about the moon today, which is in Capricorn. We're going to talk about the aspect patterns of the week ahead, but we haven't focused very much recently on the Pleiadian earth energy. So today I want to focus a bit on that as we are finding ourselves today at the 13th day of the spiral of consciousness, which means we are in a completion phase. And that also means that tomorrow then we begin a new week. So, or a new spiral of consciousness. So I want to remind people about that because first of all, there are a lot of new people joining us in the morning. So welcome to those of you who are fairly new to us and maybe haven't heard me talk about the, uh, the Pleiadian calendar all that much. And, um, for those of you who have been with me for a while, we haven't talked about it. So it's going to be a good reminder of what it is we can learn from that. So everybody just check in with me real quick and um, uh, let me know how, how you're feeling, what the eclipse might have brought for you. Uh, issues this morning because we might have some extra time. If you're experiencing some issues, we might have time to take a look at a chart or two. Um, let's see. Tom says some negativity from others came up at me from the solstice solstice. It wasn't a solstice, but the soul, the, the solar return. Um, and you know, that is true because, um, the possibility is that things came up for us from the past because the solar, um, eclipse sat at the, the South node and the South node is all of our collected karma. 
So our personal karma in this case, because it's the sun, but also collectively, we could be looking at the collective karma of a community, a tribe or a state or country or uh, the, the globe, right? That kind of thing too. Um, so we do have times when we have a new beginning, such as the sol solar eclipse, that then brings us some pain that we still need to work through. And it isn't because you're a bad person or because you're doing things wrong or because you're a victim. I don't want anybody to look at it like that at all. It's that there are these, these shards of you that are not whole yet or little shards that haven't been brought into the whole that need to be healed, right? So little pieces of broken away uh, self and it could be that, you know, you didn't want to look at that or it was too painful or um, you you may still feel like you're in, in the victim mode around it, meaning it's not my fault. It's other people's faults. I didn't do anything. It was all them or uh, guilty. Maybe you're feeling guilty about something, right? I should have done this or I should have been in that. I should have been in that person's face. Whatever it is, we have to learn to release ourselves from the pain or the wound around these things, like embracing it all and just bringing it in and healing so that we become whole again. It is a process. It's not one that happens very quickly. It, it can, it can happen very quickly, actually. But the, the high side of all of this is that what might have been brought up, what pain or wound you might be experiencing now or experienced as a result of the solar eclipse is a call from your soul to heal that part of you, right? Not to blame, not to package it up and throw it out uh, at the world because it isn't the world's problem. It's your problem, right? So it's yours. So what do I want to do with this? Well, I want to love it. I want to work with it in a healing way. I want to release my attachment to it, whatever it is that you need to do. So that all depends. That all depends on how you want to handle it. Are you guys seeing me sort of blinking in and out? I just have to know because my computer is doing something very odd this morning. It's like the screen goes black and then it comes back. And I don't know if that's just me seeing that or if you guys are seeing that too. Uh, good morning, Carol. It's good to see you. She said, could not sleep. My world feels all over the place. I went to bed exhausted and I couldn't go to sleep. I laid there thinking about the USA solar or uh, uh, Pluto return. I laid there thinking about values, our values, my values, the world's values. Uh, I laid there thinking about a show that I watched yesterday. I should never have watched this with uh, Tom or... Uh, David Wilcox and uh, about uh, some sort of insidious plan that's going on behind the scenes. And it just, just, it was quite disturbing to my piece. So I did that as well. Tanya says, I woke up at the exact moment it went full, a uh, new, probably new Tanya, because it was a new moon. Uh, Christine, I didn't sleep at all for some weird reason. Julie Kiss, lots of pain today. Big changes in weather brings it on. The moon is also in Capricorn today, and Capricorn is a sign that rules the bones, the joints, arthritis conditions, uh, our connective tissues, and the best advice I can give you for this is that drink a lot of water, right? Just keep hydrated. I know that seems sort of weird in the winter, at least here in the northern hemisphere where, what, you know, we may not be using a lot of water, but 
your homes are being heated right now and the heat systems technically sort of zap the, the moisture out of the air. So keep hydrated. That might help. JLo, good morning to you. She says, I have my granddaughter saying there is monsters in the mirror. She took me there and they left when I went there. Oddly, my youngest daughter said the same thing before when she was younger. Hmm, maybe cover the mirrors at night. Uh, please take a moment. JLo, thank you. Gosh, say, thank you so much. She's reminding everybody to take a moment. If you're in YouTube, please hit the thumbs up button to show that you like the video. If you have not yet subscribed to the video, please hit the subscribe button. And if you're on Facebook watching live this morning, please hit the uh, like and also share with your social media friends. Thank you very much. JLo says, no, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, no blinking in and out. So I'm just seeing myself blink in and out. Odd, right? Odd. Uh, let me go back here and see Ursula freezing for us at 30 at 43 degrees. It was 34 degrees, just exactly opposite when I checked this morning. Uh, so eek, cold for me too. Uh, but anyway, so uh, hopefully everybody who, you know, you, that you have learned enough about yourselves at this point to see what things might be drawing parallels to issues that you still have left to clear up in your own karmic pattern or in your own lifetimes. Uh, nobody has to be a victim of any of that. That's the key, right? It's that it's coming up because some part of you is still holding on to it. And whether that is um, something that you're hearing from outside of you from people, whether it's an observation of your own emotional state, whether it's challenges that you are dealing with, all of those things are calls from your higher self to become more and more enlightened, lightened, right? Light as in lighter, but also light as in brighter. So it's not there to make you mad. It's not there to piss you off or to make you feel like you're being punished or suffering or anything like that. It's more about how do we move forward fearlessly? How do we move forward with less baggage? How do we move forward and align with our values? A big, big, big theme as we are in this month of December, values. What is your values? And I think that was a part of my thinking process while I was lying in bed this last night before I couldn't go to sleep. And then this morning I woke up at like 5.15 also wide awake going, why am I awake? And uh, thinking about what are values, right? What, what do I value? And then if what I value, am I living those values, right? Am, am I living according to those values? When we take a look at a community or a group, let's say a group that you belong to, it can be any kind of group, it could be a club, it could be an association. And, you know, those kinds of things have values. They have a value statement, perhaps, or a mission statement. You've heard mission statements, or they have goals, they have dreams. And are are we aligned as a group with those goals and with those dreams, or with our stated values? So it's all about realigning ourselves now with that particular energy. Natasha, my dreams and reality were really helping me look at my relationships. Now I had to play in them. My hubby was so grateful that it was only him that went down the rabbit hole as he normally takes me. <laughs> I love that, Natasha. Tom, right. I value you, Janet. Thank you, Tom. I value you. 
uh, OMG, I woke up at 5.15 this morning too, but I'm on Eastern time. Corey, same thing though, right? What's going on? It seems like I wake up a lot of mornings around that time, that 5 to 5.30 time. And I wonder if there's some universal thing going on uh, awakening us at that time to the silence. It's typically, unless you live in a big city, maybe even in a big city, 5, 5.15 in the morning should still be fairly quiet. And is there something that we're meant to hear? Is there something that we're meant to connect to at that time? It's hard to say, um, but things like that are, um, there's reasons for it. My daughter had an interesting dream over the weekend where a fairy, a fairy came to her in her dreams, yelling at her that she's a bad mom and that the number 2475, I think it was 2475, 2447. I don't know, something like that. So she had to actually look up the number and there was an angel number, right? For any number that you're seeing or hearing or having, you know, someone yell at you with, there is a meaning behind it. Once she looked up the meaning, it made complete and total sense. And the fear in was that she was being a bad mom, not that she's a bad mom. So I think our dreams sometimes mirror to us those little places that we're still holding on to things that aren't true or that we still need to work with, right? That we need to clean up in our own inner self. So I, I like to I like to embrace it all, whatever it is that's showing up, even if it's making me cry, even if it's making me mad, even if it's making me sad, even if it's making me exuberant and excited frustrated, right? All of these juicy things that uh, tell us where we are in uh, alignment with our higher selves, right? The the joyful, uh, pleasant energies, of course, tell us when we're moving in the right direction. The frustration, anger, sad emotions can also tell us where we've moved out of alignment with our higher selves or where we still have something that we're working through. And it's not that any one of them is better than the other. They're all equal. It's just telling us information and we don't have to become those feelings. We are not meant to be those emotions. We are meant to experience them and they encode us with information about what's going on within us, how it is that we're um, holding on to things perhaps that are no longer serving us or where we are out of alignment with our life's mission or purpose, all of that kind of stuff that, that we want to know about. Uh, Jayla, weird, I have not had dreams in a while, maybe snippets only. I, I got to tell you guys, I, I am noticing sort of the, I don't even know how else to describe it except for a, a cycle going on in my dreams. And in the cycle, sometimes I'm very aware of where I am and of what's going on and of who is in the dream and what I'm, you know, experiencing where it's coming from. And other times I come back from dreams thinking, where was I or what was I doing? Like without the memory, but I know that I've been somewhere. I know that I was doing something, but I don't remember what I was doing. I just have the feeling that I was somewhere and I was doing something. So those kind of dreams are a little more disconcerting. The other ones give me something to hold on to. It tells me, oh, you know, information or symbols about what's going on. I'd rather have a fairy yelling at me in my dream that I can remember than something that is just like this mist that I can't 
plug into consciously anyway. Um, but either way, it doesn't matter. We're working through a lot of different things. So here we are today. Uh, and if you guys have other things to say or you, or you want to ask questions, please feel free to type those into the chat. I'll be checking in on that again in a few minutes. I want to talk about where the moon is today because it sets us up for an interesting week, I think, with the moon in Capricorn. And the moon in Capricorn is going to meet up today with Venus also in Capricorn and Pluto also in Capricorn. In our human design, the gates the moon will be moving through today are the gates 54, which are, is on the uh, root center, the very bottom center, and the gate 61, the very top center. So we have these two pressure centers, right? The head is the pressure to answer questions, to think, to be action, to take action on inspired things or on inspiration, which of course we know we're not meant to do. Then the root pressure, in this case, at the gate of ambition or drive, uh, is the is the pressure to do. It's pushing up, right? It's pushing us to move outward. And so we are in sort of a crunch today, right? Feeling almost compacted, if you will, by some of the uh, energies that might be dominating our uh, human design. And in that, of course, Venus and Pluto are at each of those two gates right now. Can I put that away? <clears throat> I know Venus will be at the gate 61. I don't think she's there yet. Oh, she is. She's already at 61. So she's already aligning with Pluto, who is also at 61. And 61 is up the center gate coming down from the head center. So the head center itself is the center for ideas and inspiration. It is partway above your body and partway in your body. So it acts as a bit of a, a an antenna and it attracts the energy, the, the information encoded in the biosphere or in the universe or from the galactic center, from the neutrinos that are uh, information packets from light. Did you know light holds information, right? Light packets, uh, light encodes, light has codes. So the head center is bringing in at all times or connecting us to the codes of the universe, right? Or the information of the spheres. You can call it whatever you want. I'm, I'm waxing a little poetic there because I want you to understand that all of us have the antenna, right? And this is what's being sort of pressured today with the moon emotions moving across Venus and Pluto, both in the gate 61, wonder and awe right? So it's a gate that makes us want to try to rationalize everything that's happening, that wants to know why, right? It's like the two-year-old that's always asking why, 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 mommy, why? But in this case, asking the question why takes us out of the awe and the wonder and puts us into a process of trying to use the second center down, the Ajna, and at the gate 24, where we try to rationalize the magic, or we try to rationalize the wonder that we're experiencing. So in that respect, then we start to lose touch with the, that magical part of the, the universe. So we don't want to lose that wonder and awe. And Venus, of course, is a planet that takes us into our values, right? Into our financial respects, so the banking system, our personal finances, that align us with the resources that are available, 
but those resources that are available come from the things that we value. So if we value, for example, um, money, then, then everything that we see in terms of value is going to take us back to money, right? So the experiences that we have. If we value relationships and keeping peace in our relationships, then our alignment now is going to be our emotions are going to align us with how do we build beautiful, loving, uh, generous relationships, right? Now, Pluto's a different animal here because he's all about transformation. He's taking us through the process of change and he's taking us on an insistent evolutionary journey of transformation, of consciousness raising. So there's a lot of power and punch in what's happening as we start this week. Now, initially in the day, the moon is aligned at the gate 54. It'll be a little bit later where it joins uh, Pluto and Venus at 61. So right now it's at the gate of drive and ambition, pushing us outward in uh, human design. If you've been, if you've coached with me, or if you've ever done the mystical journey uh, reading with me, you know that the gate 54 is the initiation gate for all of our heroes journeys, all of our quests all of the journeys toward spirituality, the journey toward success in our life through relationships, our success in life, in our careers, in living out our, our life purpose and so forth. So part of the experience now, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be this way. Uh, hopefully we're not beating ourselves up thinking that we must do more or that we haven't done enough. Because it's not just about the what are we going to do, the, the concrete and the sequential, although that's a part of it. It's about the mystical part of it, too. It is about likely tapping into the magic of who we are and being able to see ourselves from a higher perspective, right? To see our lives and everything in it from that higher perspective. So we have all of that starting out our day but starting out our week. And I always love to see like, how is the week starting out? So we're starting out the week with drive and ambition toward living out the high side of magic, wonder, awe. And then of course, we are in the sign of Capricorn. So if you have your astrology chart in front of you, you're looking now for the sign of Capricorn. And Capricorn sort of looks uh, like the, it always reminds me of the number 76, if you stylized it and put it really close together. So if you need to know what that symbol looks like, it's sort of that, that, uh, look of the number 76 and it is a sign about boundaries, uh, limits and one that I, <laughs> I fight against, right? Boundaries and limits, but it is boundaries and limits and foundations and supports that help us to achieve our goals and our ambitions. So we see Capricorn then as a sign that helps us set up the base, right? The foundation in puts in the roots so that we can build from there, right? So we can't build a skyscraper from the top down, at least not yet, <laughs> maybe someday. We build a skyscraper or a building or anything really from the bottom up. And we put in the supports, we put in the foundation so that we can support the growing structure or the growing opportunity, right? So we have to have the foundation. So the boundaries and limits aren't meant to hold us down. They're meant to support us to move up, right? Or to evolve or to move on. 
So we have that. And then of course the moon moving through Capricorn brings us up time and time always in Capricorn, more about the, the, the past or thinking about our older age or our uh, ability to stay functional throughout the age, no matter how old we get so that we have a support system beneath our feet, right? Supporting ourselves um, or being supported as we go into older age, time-wise that way, but also time and traditions, right? Traditions, the moon, um, having a connection to our past and memories finds sort of comfort and solace in, in the idea of traditions. Here we are at a time of year where our, our, our family traditions or our community traditions are uh, very much in evidence, right? Putting up the Christmas tree, putting up lights, lighting candles, uh, depending, you know, on your, your, um, your system of beliefs, but it's all about the traditions, right? It's not, I don't necessarily put up a Christmas tree. Well, I do put up a Christmas tree, a little one, because I like the lights and I like the Christmas tree, but it is a tradition that I learned growing up, right? I then taught that to my children, my children teaching that to their children. So it is all about right now, setting ourselves up with traditions that bind us together, that create a cohesion, right? Uh, that bring us together. So it's not traditions in that, uh, you know, that, that stifle us, but how can we, and everybody takes the traditions that they grew up with and they sort of mold it a little bit to suit the times that we're in or, you know, what appeals to you as a person. So our traditions have a, a connection, connect us to the past, but also strengthen our now so that we have the, the systems or the support or the foundation, the roots for going into the future. Keeping commitments. The moon is great for that in Capricorn success. Believe it or not, Capricorn as a sign ruled by Saturn, it is not always about the karmic comeuppance that we can sometimes think of it as. There is that component of it, but it also leads us to success. It takes our drive and our ambition and our ability to create goals and to follow each step of the path toward the goal or toward the ambition, toward the dream, toward the vision. We can use any number of different words. It's not just about the concrete. We might have a bigger vision. And we're being asked to take the steps, right? And when we take those steps, little by little, we're gaining success, right? Success becomes a part of it. When we become successful, and a, and, a, and I, you know, success again lies in your value system. Success isn't all about having millions of dollars or having your name and lights. Maybe it is for some people, but maybe success for you is just being able to have healthy children to have a healthy body, to have a healthy outlook. It doesn't matter what it is, but the success factor is all in the eyes of the beholder. What makes you successful? And maybe it's just in having the experiences. Many of you out there are third line profiles or have planets that are in the third line. And in uh, human design, the lines kind of define a little bit closer what the energy is in each gate that and, and gives it a more personal uh, flair, if you will, uh, for you. 
So anybody who has line three in any of these gates or any gate for that matter is here to experience, right? To experiment, to fail and to try again and succeed and to fail and try again and succeed or to succeed then fail just to keep going on and on. It's all about the experience. It's about what have we gathered uh, to us in, in the experience that we can then share with others right? And, and we may not share it in uh, uh, big ways, we can share it in small ways, right? Just with, you know, our spouses or with our, our significant others or with our friends or our families, or maybe even our groups, right? I often bring you my experiences, right? My, I share with the group or the community here, the things that I experience, because maybe one of you might take that and run with it, right? Or have uh, an understanding more about what's going on. Uh, in your own personal life. So success isn't about reaching the end, reaching the goal. It might, that might be a part of it, but what are we experiencing along the way, right? That's the part. What are we experiencing? How are we experiencing? And, and that in and of itself is what we're looking at in terms of success. Responsibility, another part, Capricorn ruled by Saturn always is responsible. Do your due diligence, right? Become responsible, right? So one of the ways that we become responsible is when we claim our authority and when we live authentically, according to us, right? The world according to Janet, the world according to Michelle, the world according to JLo or Christine, all of that has to do with how you experience your authority and your authority isn't dependent upon others. You don't need someone else to shore you up, right? You don't need anybody. We are our own authorities, but in the sign, it rules authority figures who have had an impact on us, our fathers, right? Or our significant uh, authority figures, bosses, maybe, um, or uh, other people in your life that you've considered mentors or authorities in your life. Not that they are meant to have authority over you. You're meant to find and claim your own authority. So there you go. Also in the more negative aspects here with the moon moving through here, we may have emotional issues around control, control issues, excessively trying to control right? And being so narrow-minded that we can't see that if the, if the goal is morphing or changing, that we need to broaden our vision a little, right? We need to open up our vision. So we have a lack of joy, perhaps too stern or pessimism is the opposite of uh, what we're really aiming for here. We're not aiming for pessimism, but it can be as a result of some of the thinking um, triggered by some of the emotional reactions when we are not being in response, right? Uh, Self-justification, being inflexible. Those kinds of things are things we want to watch out for. The stuffiness, right? Being stuffy, not being free to be joyful. Um, bones, joints, arthritis, gallbladders, knees, skin, all uh, rulership uh, in Cal in Capricorn due to Saturn's uh, rulership over the sign. And I like to make sure that people understand it's not the cause. There's not a causation here between the sign and what's going on in your physical body. It's more like a 
uh, a sort of collaboration or a uh, there's a correlation between not a cause between. So you might note, oh, today, like somebody earlier this morning was talking about, you know, pain. I didn't hear whether the pain was in the joints or what have you. It could be it's cold this morning, right? So it's maybe pain from, oh, it was Julie, Julie Kiss. There you go. Big changes in weather bring it in. Um, so that makes me think about, you know, bones and joints or arthritis type conditions. So the correlation might be, well, where is Capricorn in my own personal chart? Where's Saturn in my own personal chart? And how is that playing in the bigger picture of how I'm, my body is feeling? What's the reflection that my body is giving today? And it might be about, you know, not being flexible, right? Not being able to be flexible, uh, maybe being too cold, that kind of thing. So uh, warm up right? Dr drink things maybe that are, are warming or eat foods that are warming. Um, so anyway, uh, Tom says, laugh out loud. I'm singing that children's song, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. That's always a good uh, exercise, by the way. <laughs> head, shoulders, knees, and toes. I get up from my desk and I do quick things like that or yoga poses. Um, you guys would laugh because when the weather's like this and I don't want to go out and walk, I start running through my house. <laughs> I have like from the room here to the, the the hallway and around through the kitchen and back through the door here. I can make a like a little uh, circular path, a track through my house. So I get my exercise, even if, even if. Uh, JLo, does three third line mean there's dot three? Yes. After the numbers defined in the chart. Right. So when you look at, do I, I don't have a, do I? Oh, I don't have a human design chart sitting here in front of me, but in your, in a, do I have one? Do I have one? No, yes. I don't think you can, oh, maybe my other one isn't here. Yes, it is. Okay. So when you look at a human design chart, let me see if I can get it in the picture here, you can see how the numbers at the gates have a little exponent, or in some programs, it's a dot and then a number. That tells you the line that the planet is in. So it has a gate, and the gate gives you the big picture of what that planet is doing. And the line gives you more of the, the more personalized aspect for you. So when you have, uh, let's say in this chart, it was Mars that's at the gate 29. The gate 29 is about learning to commit to the right things, saying yes to the right things. In the first line, the little exponent was a one. And the one is the line of the investigator. It slows things down. It should have, it should be that Mars, the action principle, the action of saying yes or committing should come with investigation. So slowing things down, looking at all the aspects, investigating before saying yes, is this the correct thing for me? That kind of thing. So it gives us the um, sort of the, the, the gate being the highway 
and the line being the lane that you are in on that highway. And each of those lines has a different meaning. So the line one is a, called the investigator. So it's like the person that wants to investigate it, right? Before saying yes in this gate, it would be someone that needs to go to maybe the internet and look up uh, information to ask more questions, to investigate before saying yes. If we have that uh, same gate 29, which is about commitment in the line two. The line two is called the hermit, right? It's a line that likes to be free, likes to step back and sort of observe, is this going to be correct for me or not? Am I being called in to say yes? Or am I backpedaling a bit because maybe I'm in the hermit stage right now, right? So we have to evaluate uh, saying yes in that gate based on the two right? Am I in a hermit state or am I being called in uh, to express my gifts and my talents here and saying, yes, committing to something? If that is in the line three, this is an interesting one in the line three because line three is all experiential, right? The gate 29 with Mars would want to say yes, or even the sun here, even Jupiter here would want to say yes to commit their time, their energy. And the third, third line is going to push you to the experience of the commitment or the lack of commitment or the saying yes and then realizing, oh, I don't like this. I don't want to do this anymore. And now I'm, you know, having to backpedal again outward from away from the commitment. It is all about the experiment, right? So it, it, the, the warning in that would be to say yes to the correct things for you in all cases, but not to worry so much if you said yes to something and it turns out to be the wrong thing because what did you take away as an experience? Now, when we get to the line four, the line four is a, a line about foundations and the foundation for the line four opportunistic uh, is the, the name we give to this uh, line is in our relationships. So the line four would have to evaluate saying yes or no to uh, opportunities based on the relationships that they're in and who brought them the opportunity, right? So we can look at it that way. The fifth line is a line of projection, of seduction, of um, being seen as a leader or a savior. Uh, it is sometimes a line where saying yes in this case might be fraught with peril. Um, you may say yes for your own reasons and then other people behind you say yes, but if it doesn't work for them the way it does for you, then you may get blamed for it not working for them. So the line five is sort of marching to the beat of their drum. They're set, they're kind of trailblazing a bit. If you have this in the line six, then you're meant to be a role model. And that the energy of saying yes and committing should see you in a position somewhat of, of leadership or at the very least in as a role model. So hopefully that helps you see how it the flavor, the, the gates energy doesn't change, but the flavor of the, the way it's expressed can change somewhat. Hermit the hog, it's not easy being pink, O-L-O-L. Um, JLo, OMG, that happens to me all the time. JLo, is that not the profile? I'm a two, four then. So to answer your question, Christine, yes, it's the profile. If it's the sun and the earth from the black column and the sun and the earth in the red column. So 
if you if you guys look at your human design charts you'll see that the sun and the earth the sun and the earth have uh, a line they're in the same right the sun on the black column is in the same and the red column is the same right so you have uh, 12 11 in the line six the role model and the uh, life purpose side or the red column the two so that becomes the profile, right? The 6-2 profile. So when we combine these numbers, they give us more information about who you're meant to be, sort of dialing it in ever closer, right? So um, hopefully that helps. Uh, JLo says, I get blamed for their issues. I always say, look in the mirror. That's exactly right. That's that line five, right? It's, it's, sometimes seen by others as either the leader, the general, yes, man, this is how we're going to do it. And this is where I'm going and I'm following you. Or it can all, often be seen as the savior. And in either case, if you fail to lead or you fail to um, be the savior, the projection field is that you get blamed for that, even if you were just doing what you wanted to do, right? You didn't say you guys all have to follow me. If you do that, if you do say you all follow me do what i do do as i say then you also have to be willing to take the responsibility for the projection field right but ultimately everyone is responsible for their own success or failure if you will right or their own experiences so sometimes the the wherever you have the fifth line uh in a chart this one has jupiter at the fifth line um, you may fight against in, in that particular aspect, which is an expansion, expansiveness. You may, with the fifth line there, fight against being seen, right? The fifth line often believes that they're not seen. They can go up in their second story house, close the windows and the shades and think that they're invisible or they're not seen, but people still see them, right? They still see through the shadows what it is that you're doing. Uh, or are looking to you for some kind of guidance, then um, whether that works for you or not, it's happening. Your job is to make sure that you are being true to you and allowing others to be true to them, but not letting other people blame or shame you for their inability to be who they were supposed to be in that. Uh, they ask me, and before I give my opinion, now I know better. Yeah. That's exactly what happened to me on Friday. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So I can see that. And maybe, uh, Tom, maybe the solar eclipse was happening in your fifth line somewhere. So that would make sense then. Okay. So let's talk some more. Any, if you guys have any other questions or comments about that, um, if you're confused, put it here in the, the chat and I'll try to get to that. Uh, let's take a look at the week ahead. What are the major aspects we're looking at? Today we have Mars in a sextile to Pluto. Actions, goals aligned with the changes that we're experiencing. It's a good point. This is a good day for focusing on what's real, what's true, what's right, what you want, what your vision is, and the goals that or the steps that it's going to take you to get there. Tomorrow, ah, tomorrow, tomorrow is a little less clear. Tomorrow might be a little bit more Mm, scritchy, my, one of my favorite words, scritchy. Mercury comes into a square with Nep Neptune tomorrow, which means there may be fogginess to our thinking. 
to our speaking even, right? Mercury rules our communication. It rules our thinking processes. We might be have a tendency with Neptune uh, and Mercury coming together in a challenging aspect like this to lose focus, to not be able to get the words that we want to say out into the way that, that like the words come out in the wrong way, right? So we might want to be very careful about what we say and how we say what we say. Stop, slow things down so that you have clarity in what it is that you're putting words to before you say it. Mars is also in a square to Jupiter tomorrow. So that is usually uh, not, it's not that it's a bad thing. It might mean that we're very tempted to fly off in all different directions, that we see sort of the bigger picture. And Mars has a little bit of an impulsiveness about him and he'll push, you know, to get to the end result, but without necessarily seeing all the steps in between that needs to be done. So tomorrow we're just going to slow things down again, right? That's going to be the better way to do things. Slow it down. No aspects on Wednesday. Thursday, we move into the new human design week where the sun moves into the gate 26, which is on the little heart center or will center. It is a gate that we sometimes think about in terms of integrity. Are we being true to ourselves? Are we being sold a bill of goods by somebody or are we selling someone else a bill of goods that will fall apart? Integrity, being in uh, our own skin, right? Being true to ourselves and not necessarily being um, artfully dodging the truth to others. And then the earth will be at the gate 45, which is on the throat center. And the throat center gate here in the 45 is about how do we distribute resources equitably, fairly, and in a way where everybody profits, right? So it's a, it's a, uh, a real, in, in the highest expression, this is the gate that brings us um, bounty. Actually, I'm saying that wrong. Is it boundlessness? That's 14. Let's look at 45 here. Communion, synergy, right? Synergy, working together to use resources wisely, right? To use the resources in a fair and equitable, wise, sustainable, conservative sort of way. So that is all on Thursday. That begins the five day of, of that new human design week. On Friday, the moon will move into Pisces. And, you know, this just gives us another opportunity to pay attention to what comes up for us when planets are moving through Pisces as Jupiter moves there later this month. So take a look at what some of the sensitive points are on Friday, what are between Friday, Saturday and part of Sunday. What sensitivities do you have? What um, emotionally, what sensitivity do you have psychically? Uh, what creative urges are coming up? What imagination is coming? What is coming up in your imagination that you want to bring into the real world? So Friday gives us that opportunity with the moon moving through there to just kind of test the waters a little, see what's coming up. Uh, Saturday, we have Venus conjunct Pluto. We talked about that on Friday, where Venus conjunct Pluto three times, December 20 or December 11th, December 25th. And again in March, right? So we're getting the Venus moving over Pluto, retrograding and going backward over Pluto, and then again moving forward. And this is our opportunity to re-evaluate, right? Evalue, value, 
right? Looking at our values, reimagining our values, and then, um, you know, reorganizing our lives to be in alignment with our values, right? Living from our values. Mercury also sextiles Jupiter that day. That's always good for uh, the mind and our ideas getting, uh, finding traction in the world. The sun will come into a square with Neptune. So we have maybe some opportunities to take action on ideas that we've had. This is the closing square of the sun and Neptune for this year. It began when the sun conjuncted Neptune last March, um, March of 2021. And uh, it then continued with uh, the first square, the crisis of action between the sun and Neptune when we got into June. And then now we are at the crisis of consciousness between the sun and Neptune. And primarily, you know, this, this is focusing our spirituality, our beliefs, right? What are, are we, are we really able to live from our belief system or do we have to adjust that belief system in some way? We're being challenged to walk our talk and talk our walk. And uh, Sunday is a quiet day, although the moon will move into Aries and that sort of stirs the pot a bit energetically, but not necessarily in a bad way. All right, question here, or uh, Tanya, transiting Neptune is square my natal Neptune, conjunct my Venus, all on my descendant. Yay. I, I actually think this is a good time, um, Tanya. This this transiting Neptune when it comes into a square is, um, is a timing feature in a clock of your life that brings us to looking at our, our spiritual dimensions, the more spiritual part of who we are. And you maybe get an opportunity to view your higher self, your spiritual self, your connection to the universe via your relationship, since Venus is sitting there with it uh, in, and in a conjunction to the descendant, which is the dividing line between the sixth house and the seventh house. It opens it up to relationships. So what are you looking in the mirror of your relationships? What are you seeing? What have you um, what are you judging yourself about in your relationship? So uh, then the opportunity here with Neptune square Neptune is to course correct, right? To be able to, to, to bring yourself back into an alignment with uh, your spiritual self, right? With your divine self. So we all go through that Neptune square Neptune. It's a, it's a, it's a life cycle pattern that we will all experience at some point. Uh, okay, I hope that answers your question, Tanya. And now let's talk about the Pleiadian Earth astrology a bit. Today, we are at 13 choosing. Now, 13 being the number of completion, and that began with one enlightenment back on November 24th. So we'll kind of seamlessly bring in the uh, Gregorian calendar because then, you know, we can orient ourselves in time and space based on a calendar, but in the cycle, we are coming to uh, completion and fully integrating uh, everything that we've learned since the beginning of this cycle at One Enlightenment. Now, One Enlightenment, it's interesting because you have the one, which is the new beginning, right? That We're going backwards in time now, we're time traveling. 
So at the beginning of this cycle, we had one enlightenment, the one, but enlightenment itself, the earth energy is the last day sign. So we were marrying the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end together in the beginning of that cycle. And now we come to the completion that began what has become enlightened within you. What has come from the depths and up to the surface, right? And now in this moment, we are in the dark, right? In the void um, to find the answers to the questions that might be left lingering from this particular 13-day period. Remember that 13 represents the fullness of an experience with the internal and the external pause, right? So that we can prepare for the next cycle. And our next cycle starts tomorrow. Tomorrow we begin with the one. So when we are looking at the 13-day period of time, we're looking at what evolved or moved within us during this period of time. I almost feel like I want to start journaling. And I right now I, I do, but not consistently. Uh, but if I were to consistently do this, if you were to consistently do this and number the days according to the Pleiadian Earth energy calendar, um, then maybe you could even get a clearer vision of what it is that has evolved within you during that 13 days, right? So so tomorrow, for example, or today, if you were going to journal today, it would be, it would say 13 choosing. And this is the end of a cycle that began with one enlightenment or one enlightening. And what are some of the things that I've learned over the course of this 13 day period? And you can, you know, write those in. Now, choosing energy, choosing energy is, um, ebb in the Mayan calendar, which represented a road. And I always think of this as um, the path of life, right? The pathway that we're all walking. And along that road of our lives, we, ch we have choice points. We have choices that we need to make. The choice to keep moving, the choice to stop, the choice to, to get off the road, uh, the choice to move to a different road, all of the idea of this particular ending here is about what do we choose, right? The energy here in the, is about the power of choice. And you always have a choice. That is your free will, by the way. Your free will lies in the choices you make. It isn't about uh, freedom or any of those kinds of things that we like to link it to. Free will is really about in every moment we all have choice right? The choice of how we want to show up, the choice of what we want to say, the choice of what we want to do. How are we going to respond to an emotional stimulus, perhaps? How are we going to respond to an event in our life, uh, an event in the world, that type of thing? Our real power lies in the choice. So here in this particular day, we see how our path to enlightenment really ends when we choose what comes next. And then we take responsibility for our choices, right? So that's a good one. Uh, choose the enlightened path or not, right? There's no wrong or right answer here. There's no wrong or right action that you could have taken. It's just about choosing 
and being responsible for those choices, right? If you made a bad choice or it turns out it blew up in your face, what comes next is another choice. What do I do next? How do I go on from here? Um, and again, it's another choice, right? What do I want to do? So we can choose. And this, by the way, it, I, I took it one step further this morning. I wanted to look at a little bit like lift up the rug and look underneath of it. Um, the energy of one enlightenment is a, uh, a universal energy. It was a, a bigger energy. In fact, it, it is a, a, an energy that takes up residence in the universe itself, right? So this idea of enlightenment, right, is a universal theme, not just a global theme, not just a community theme, not just an individual theme. This is a universal theme. Uh, so the idea of evolving and evolving toward enlightenment is a big, big theme. The theme of today, 13 choosing, is a global theme. So we are coming to a global choice point today, like our choices individually, community-wise, and on a, a global scale based in the universal understanding of enlightenment are going to have impact on the globe right so we all you can see how we're kind of nested within each of these kinds of of powers or each of these um uh ways of looking at uh, the day energy now tomorrow we start a new week with one exploring exploring energy is ben in the Mayan calendar, and Ben was the representation of a reed. But I, one of the books I was looking at, I, it might have been the Pleiadian Earth Energy book, which is uh, a, a great book written by, of course, our friends Pia Orlean and Colin Baird Smith, uh, with help from Larkma. They they speak about exploring energy as a pillar of light that joins the earth and the heavens right? So a pillar of light that joins the earth and heavens. And from that, it allows us the pattern breaking ability of, of exploring, breaking free from those old patterns, because we can see the light. We're building a bridge, a light bridge, as it were, uh, to what's possible, what's possible. So we have a week beginning while we explore how we can harmonize things in a new way, how we can bring about um, freeing ourselves from the old patterns, not necessarily throwing the baby out with bathwater, but taking the best and moving forward, establishing a new pattern, a pattern of growth, a pattern of expansion, a pattern of love, as opposed to a pattern of fear that we have primarily been caught up in. So we have an interesting time period uh, right now beginning and make the full use of it. You have choice. That's the key, right? And it, by the way, today's a good day to go inward, to look at what the, the your angels, your guides, your uh, life force, your soul uh, want to tell you about what comes next for you. So it's a good day to sort of go inward and do that that uh, pre-exploration uh, of what comes next by getting clear about what is it that you've learned over those last days. Okay, so today I want us to, we're going to pull three cards today because that just seems like it wants to happen that way. I'm going to pull us an animal card that is 
the from the spirit animal deck by Colette Baron Reed, right? The spirit animals. And this will be a card, an animal guide, if you will, to help us through the week. Um, uh, don't forget, by the way, this is, we've got one week from tomorrow that we'll do the um, astrology for 2020, 2022. Hello, we're back in the past. Uh, so the astrology for 2022 uh, webinar. And also, I released the first chapter of uh, Live by Astro Design. It is on my website for purchase for $1.11 until I can get the rest of the book together. And I'm going to release each month, by the way, like that. So we get the Scarab Beetle Spirit. Magic works through you. Wow. Good one, considering Venus and Pluto, the moon, all going to be at the gate of magic and awe and wonder. This is the number 52, which is the seven. And it says magic works through you. I think we had this once not too long ago, but let's take a look. It was upright. Oops, that's 53. It says in ancient Egypt, the scarab beetle was revered for the creative magic of scarab beetle reminds us that we can bring forth something extraordinary, seemingly out of thin air. Whenever you let your creativity flow through you, scarab beetle spirit reminds you that spirit has given you the gift of infinite potential. You have an ally as you fashion something new or repurpose the old for spirit co-creates with you, channeling energy through you so that you feel replenished and vitalized as you make magic with what is at hand. Now is a time for great optimism for you can accomplish anything you desire and your creative endeavors will come to fruition. Miracles, opportunities, abundance, and love will seemingly appear out of nowhere as you allow spirit to work through you and magically manifest what you need. Great validation on the day, Scarab Beetle. Oh, let's put you over there. And I would like to pull a wisdom of the Oracle, right? The wisdom, also a Colette Baron Reed deck. And let's see, we haven't used this deck in a bit. And they're, wow, telling me that. And this one just flew out. Serendipity, card number 18, which is a nine. Serendipity, kind of the four-leaf clover there. Luck, right? Fortune. So let's see what we can glean from this one. Also came out upright. The essential meaning of the card is opportunity allied, allied with readiness, the awareness of synchronicity, luck and good fortune appearing as signs and symbols, Woohoo! a magical alignment of events. This is a good thing because today um, I am going to court over my son's estate with uh, his fiance as we try to settle uh, all of the, the life insurance Things. So we need some good luck here with this. And it says, you've stepped into alignment with the greater good, where your dreams and the collective dream resonate in exquisite harmony. Now is the time for luck and preparation to meet and create miracles that you could never have planned all by yourself. Keep in mind that you are a channel for providence right now, as a higher energy uses you as a force on behalf of the whole world. Your fortune becomes everyone's fortune. Everything you bring into being now will leave a wondrous legacy for others in the future. Your service to the world is being supported at this time. Expect the unexpected and smile for spirit loves you so very much. 
I love that. I love that. I love that. And one last card I wanted to bring up because I saw this and went, I need to bring this in the wisdom of Avalon, right? Avalon, the whole idea of wizards and, and the magician Merlin and how the world worked in a more magical way or seemed to work more magically. Maybe they were just more open to seeing things magically. So I wanted to bring that in for today as well. And ooh, I get fear upside down, fear upside down. To me, that says, look at fear upside down. Let go of fear. And what number is that? 48, which is a 12, which is a three. And in this case, it says, it asks, this marker asks you to identify how fear may be affecting you on this part of your journey. Are you afraid of failure? Perhaps you're worried about success and the changes it brings as it pushes you to be all you can be. Are you afraid of losing something you don't yet have? Is your fear valid? Have you seen actual evidence of adversity and trouble? Or are you seeing false evidence which gives the appearance of being real? F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. Fear is a crippling companion and indicates a loss of faith and connection to the divine. Remember that the God or goddess doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. Fear comes from the part of you that identifies with separation, division, and form. To release yourself from it, remember that you are first and foremost an infinite soul. Look through those eyes and the fear will subside as you remember to trust the way of the mystery. Don't struggle with fear. Look inside, see the part of you that is afraid and send love, light, and compassion inward. This would be a very good time to write an inventory of your fears and their possible solutions. Once on paper, you may find that you've been afraid of fear itself. This is an auspicious omen of transformation. Wow. I love these cards today because they really show us, um, they validate everything that we've been talking about this morning. So fear, turn it upside down. All right. That is it for me today. I hope you all have a wonderful day. I will be with you again on Friday, the 10th. Ooh, the month is flying by. Uh, I hope you all have wonderful days choosing what happens next. And if you have any questions or problems coming up in your life, maybe it's time for a reading, right? There are several different choices available to you right now. Take care. Much love to all of you.